weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, the only horror podcast you should be attending your delicate ears to. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we are dipping our toe in the new horror release pond and reviewing 2015's We Are Still Here. Good one. Yeah, a lot of fun. Ah, yeah, we thank God. Barely, man. <laughs> barely. And just getting by. Uh, but before we go any further, let me remind you, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. Where you will not only hear us, but other podcasts, including Control-Alt-Delete, Toondiculous, Forever Bogus, and Boom Howdy. Check us out at BoomHowdy.com for our back episodes. And, you know, if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for either Boom Howdy or Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or Stitcher apps. And when we upload our latest episode, it will download directly into your list listening device of choice like an iv drip absolutely and just a little at a time man because that's what our voices are man (laughs) we're we just numb do we numb them do we make them feel good push the button for more junkhead (laughs) the nightmare junkhead button yeah there we go Mm -hmm. just releasing the good stuff and speaking of releases (laughs) we are going to talk about a new release and a little segment we call i've seen that where we admit that we're not as uh horror savvy as we appear to be occasionally the kids these are the films that where we we watch, and that it's a first time watch for both of us because these are the films that if you asked us in like polite horror company if we've seen it, I've probably seen enough of the trailers and know the shit. Go, yeah, I've seen that, right? And then just lie my ass off. <laughs> uh, and sometimes they're old films, uh, but in this case, this is a newer film that came out in 2015. Uh, we are still here. And it's a very interesting film. The uh, synopsis is in 1979, so it definitely it is a yeah, 70s film. Because I was thinking that, and I was like... It just, the film oozes 70s. Right. It has that slow burn horror 70s feel. The, the whole, like, the outfits, the cars and everything, but yet it still feels kind of, like, timely. Like, yeah, it could absolutely. be, like, last year. Oh, almost as if it was just a town that was just a little bit removed from society, <laughs> which technically the town is. Uh, but a young uh, couple moved to rural New England after the death of their young son, and they soon find that the home they move into is inhabited by others which are may or may not include the spirit of their young son as you can imagine mayhem ensues genius what do you think of this one i liked it a lot it, it reminded me of like old school amityville horror just that slow creep along it really had it created a lot of atmosphere yeah. and a lot of dread it, <laughs> yeah. it was dripping mm-hmm. dread for me um you have it stars uh barbara uh, barbara crampton who is uh, you know if you're a horror nerd you know barbara crampton you've you've seen her wares in many a film uh reanimator uh, from beyond uh but it's her and her husband paul are again they're they're visiting they're inhabiting a new house they're trying to leave the past behind them but they have baggage but, yeah. or you, you you you're led to believe that <laughs> but it turns out like you said with amityville is the house has a history mm-hmm. some bad stuff has gone down and this is where i got a real kind of um fulci kind of vibe uh especially like 70s italian horrors because they're actually they didn't bring anything with them it's been there all along mm-hmm. and it's it's this opening it's a gate it's a portway it's a yeah. you know it's just a, a way for other worldly nasties to come out and attack us mm-hmm. and it this is the thing. If you're just watching, if when you're watching this film, if you have no idea what's going to happen, if you haven't watched in the trailers, you're, you're, I don't know if this would bring people in or if it would alienate them because it's very, it is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Did it bother you at all? No, because I just like the whole as it's turning like a monster, just going slow and coming, and then it just. It almost seems like when it shifts tone, in a way, it shifts gears. Like, <laughs> and it just, just 
And it's, then eventually it, it redlines you. <laughs> like there's there's a switch in this movie that happens, and I will say we probably are going to reveal some spoilers in this one. So please seek this one out, watch yeah. it, rent it, you know, own it, whatever you need to. Seek it out, then come back to us because we are going to go into spoilers because there's mm-hmm. some interesting. There's a lot of tr- different tropes. There, there are. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and, like, and like a little just nuances. And they also uh, bring in some other elements I wasn't expecting as well. Um, but you did mention the Amityville. This is it. Kind of starts as a like your standard haunting film mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of those lately yeah um whether it's um god the paranormal activity movies the exorcism of right blah, 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 blah. and even even so much to an extent like insidious um mm-hmm. and yeah. those films which yeah. i like i like mm-hmm. i just i don't like them you know i like them but it's just like <laughs> right. eh, like those are the ones i could probably go i've seen that because i don't really necessarily yeah. want to see it but it kind of starts as one of those films where immediately stuff starts happening you know mm-hmm. a picture gets knocked over yeah and it's like you basically get that slow escalation mm-hmm. like you get in poltergeist it was, it was, and i think like you were hitting the nail on the head there's a big difference between a lot of the movies like paranormal activity and insidious and all that between this one because this one is more old school very much old school you know it is a poltergeist in amityville it's not an insidious or anything so. yeah no they take their time getting there which is good and mm-hmm. that's something i really do appreciate uh, but it's a few. It's some of those things that you don't really see too often anymore. Or I, I should say, let me ask you this: Not enough. Do you, do you think this film is what they call a throwback? I just think it's good old fashioned haunted house horror. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's just a good old fashioned like ghost story that then decides to go off the rails. Yes, because yeah. <laughs> the the conclusion of this movie, <laughs> and because it, it it does escalate and it it goes beyond just merely stuff knocking over. You right. see these the visage of these demons or whatever they are, the spirits or what have you and the design of them is really cool. Yeah. They look like these molten magma just Fire. lost souls. Oh, yeah. 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 They just got um made from brimstone from the depths of hell itself. You know they smelled like brimstone, man. Yeah. I mean that that sulfur smell like nightcrawler bamped in. Cuz like even like in the beginning she's like, "Do you smell that?" Like, yeah. It smells like smoke. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so they say so they lay the groundwork really mm-hmm. well. Uh the uh, writer and director here and I'm going to butcher his last name. Ted Jeej Jejian. Guggenheim? Guggenheim, maybe. Oh, boy. Oh, Sorry, sorry, Ted. This is this is not our finest moment. <laughs> Teddy G. Teddy G. Teddy G is good. But uh, he wrote it and directed it, and it's just, it's very, very well yeah. directed. Yeah, um, and it's it just, effective. It's very effective. Because just the way they escalate it. Um, it starts out with the uh, the repairman going down. Into, and mm-hmm. let's, uh, let me just say right now, if this area wasn't finished, that basement is exactly like my basement. Like, to the first point when I saw it, I was like, oh, God, that's like my basement. Yeah. When she, when he was, like, surveying with the flashlight, I was like, when you moved in here, did you do the same, the same thing? thing? All of a sudden, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. We're in the movie. <laughs> it becomes a Spaceballs moment. But that's the thing. It doesn't even, like, to me, it felt like homes that I've been in and I've lived in because it just had that home feeling it looked lived in yeah even though technically it had been deserted for, for 30, 30 years, years which uh, plays into the whole mythos of the town mm-hmm. and the horrible secret that they're protecting and the ultimately that the, like i said the town itself almost becomes a character in this film they yeah. they are a presence uh and they ultimately are kind of the antagonist as well which is kind they're, of cool Pro and and yeah, yeah 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 no yeah because technically the the wife is actually trying to warn her yeah, yeah but you've got um so they're 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 in this like rural New England uh, neighborhood but it's not even a neighborhood it's just like a just it's an, an area enclave a little town yes yeah and it's just sparsely populated to the point where their neighbors are uh, probably a, a, a cars drive away yeah. 
and they finally greet him and they're like oh do you do you know the history of the house which is a great trope yeah it's just one of those exposition pieces that's necessary and it came out of like almost instantaneously nowhere and then he was just like well yeah it used to be this 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 and i'm like could this house be any more perfect for haunting right the, the backstory could it be any more like it just it's the Indian burial ground. You didn't move the body, you know. So they're just looking at like every possible. Um, well, it was a what would they say? It was used to be. Um, it not was a mausoleum, but it, it was, was a mortuary. mortuary. Yeah, which right there gives you a great <laughs> jumping off point. Right, like, like oh, hmm, I wonder if some shit's about to go down. And Nothing then it, bad happens no. in a mortuary. And then it just the story just gets worse and worse and worse, and you're like, oh shit. And the way and I, so I really like how they introduce that. To me, yeah. it works. It just mm-hmm. works with the tropes of the genre mm-hmm. and the guy that actually delivers it the old the old man in the town reminded me a lot of rip torn throughout yeah. it. just his delivery yeah, he did yeah, yeah he did now do you hear it because you know, mm-hmm. I, I was like oh my god and uh, gravitas mm-hmm. which whatever he said well, i was like it's gonna uh, rip torn and um oh my god it's gonna kill me um, mark singer and beastmaster no rip torn and uh not richard krenna but he played uh uh, the, the, captain, the Larry Sanders show? No, the captain from um, uh, Airplane. Uh, uh, God, when, no. Peter Graves? Peter Graves. Yeah. That's right. Peter Graves. Just kind of like across, just like, oh, well, let me tell you the story of this house. It was like, just very authoritative. And yeah. you're like, ah, and mm-hmm. you, when you tell me, I get it. Right. It's you like, know, oh, there's shit. The shit just got real basically yeah. that moment. But then that starts really starts escalating to the point where they invite their friends, uh, May and Larry, uh, played by Lisa Marie. At least she's former, a treat. Former Mrs. Burton. Yeah. Uh, and they come in and they're the hippy dippy characters that are attuned to nature. They're one with nature, mm-hmm. man, you know. And they're gonna get a they're gonna basically kinda get a read. Yeah. Maybe even perform a who knows a seance, maybe. Like in uh Amityville. Yes. Yeah. When they bring in, bring in their friends and the psychic, yeah. When they bring thing, thing poltergeist, you know, you bring yeah. in Tangine, Caroline, yeah. It's so again a lovely trope that mm-hmm. they introduce, yeah. Ah, uh, but immediately though, they're like, she's like, there's, there's something weird <laughs> yeah. because ev- eventually it's uh, Barbara Crampton's character. She thinks it's her son, mm-hmm. and she thinks it's the son trying to reach out to him. And they really played ambiguous initially, too. Yeah. They were like, oh, is it or something else? Is or? someone manipulating her? You know, because mm-hmm. that's always the scary things like the spirits and the spooks and everything that they can get in your mind. They know your deepest fears. Right. So, you know, are they, and are they is, you know, like any good horror film, it could always just be, you know, a metaphor or something, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the manifestation of her guilt of losing yeah. your kid, you know, good stuff like that. Like kind of like Babadook. Babadook. Yes. Babadook, yeah. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. when you do it right, it's great. It's, yeah. It's, but it's un- super effective. Unlike the Babadook, though, where, uh, Spoiler alert, uh, you know, it may or may not be in the mom's head. This shit is real. (laughs) It's in everybody's head. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is just a nasty, grimy, gory movie. Like, this is a truly gory movie. And it happens, like, out of nowhere. Just like, because, see, almost like when the first kills happen... Spoilers, there's kills. When the first kills happen, they're kind of bloodless. They're more like... Suggested. Yeah, almost even off screen because you only see it for like a brief glimpse and then and not a lot of blood. No. You know? 
But then... And again, you're thinking they're setting the stage for an ace, a good, slow 70s burn film yeah. that's more suggestive than it is actually outright. Yeah, and, and then, oh, Peter, oh. then Peter Jackson and, and Sam Raimi come and have a talk. Yes, they do. They're man. like, this... hey, guess what? You know what this... <laughs> you know what, You know what's you know going to be fun? Yeah. <laughs> Exploding heads. Right. <laughs> People being burned and crisped alive. Alive. And there are some... This The, the first note I put down was good practical effects. Yes. When mm. he ate that sock? Yeah. That oh. was... Oh, yeah. That was hard. And the guy that uh, played Larry was Jacob Lewis, who I think kind of stole this movie. Yeah. His character. Did he not remind you of kind of the killer from Too Many Cooks? Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. Yes, he yeah. did. I, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Listeners out there, if that is the case, let us know. <laughs> because, man, yeah, it's he straight looked, up. Yeah, yeah. No wonder he was sticking out in all the background scenes and shit. It's like, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Actually, if you go th- back and look at this movie, he's in the background of, like, everything else. <laughs> Too many spooks. Too many spooks. <laughs> it takes a lot to ruin the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, he was. But I really liked his character. I thought he was just very charismatic. Mm-hmm. He kind of was more... Fun. Yes. He was the fun. He, he was fun. He wasn't, like, overly, hey, I'm goofy. He wasn't, like the comic relief yeah but he was just like a fun dude he, yeah he yeah. actually he really brought the uh the, the levity with it yeah. so it was good um and so a good good actually mix of performances but uh, the, the gore mm-hmm. like you said it just i mean it's very gory. i mean it's, it's like crazy gory like blood splatters mm-hmm. explosions uh walls shooting blood yes. like, like like just like evil dead 2 just yeah and that's yeah there's just some Raimi so and it, it mm-hmm. does happen so quickly it, it threw me off yeah because I knew enough about this movie this is one of those movies like uh, you know with this whole segment where I've seen the trailer mm-hmm. I've read reviews I could make I could fake my way around it you know and I'd heard that there's a lot of gore and I'm like cool but I wasn't prepared no and I think I think what happened is is that when the first kills happened and it wasn't gory it kind of lulled you into this soft like you know a little sense of security yeah it's a little Japanese horror thing going on you're gonna see some stuff it's not a lot of blood you'll be you'll be fine yeah and then like this man they stick it to you (laughs) and it's really effective because it's it's in your face number one and violent very violent in fact one of the the deaths in one of the characters one of the major characters threw me off because it wasn't supernatural right this is again where the town folks come back and (laughs) that was a surprise that was that actual shot of them running to the house was Mm -hmm. very creepy Mm -hmm. that almost had a very carpenter-esque feel to it i think assault Um, on priest assault on address 13 (laughs) i want a vanilla twist <laughs> there is a good parody to be made in that van. But there's, there's the little elements like that that just were really creepy and really sold the story. But yeah. the whole fact that the, the entire town basically knew of this house, of the history, and that every 30 years, whatever they uncovered mm-hmm. had to be appeased. But when you get that phone call that it's like, oh, we're not scared of the blah, blah, the ghost name. And then the lady's like, it's not the ghost you have to worry right. about. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. You know? She just got doubly real. <laughs> yeah. up. And which, uh, but adds that other, that little bit of a twist mm-hmm. I didn't see coming. No. You know, and with those tropes you get, there is a twist. But this was a twist I liked. Yeah, it was, was, it was good. And then the whole little... Uh, post like during credits vignettes that was that was that a was nice effective. touch actually really so effective. uh stay through to the end of the credits on this one because they actually give you a history of the town and the house through all these newspaper headlines which mm-hmm. i really like mm-hmm. i don't know what it is about that if it's just the simplicity of it but right. i love that kind of storytelling yeah and it was cool because they showed three they showed something something else and then like the wrapping of mm-hmm. it for every 30 years and you're like Oh wow! So they just—they're okay. they, they, chroniclers. Yeah, you they're know? just telling the the backstory. 
because at first you're like okay what the fuck's going on right. you know and then you're like you're not getting all the pieces of the puzzle which no. is cool because you know you're, you're constantly questioning and that's just that the filmmaker is trusting you enough to maybe put it together and right. this isn't going to spoon feed you right like uh Shyamalan in the village oh, yeah. like oh sorry buddy yeah but no it was it was a good little i like that yeah. uh, it actually reminded me a little have you ever played uh, resident evil 4 the which oh with the leon one, yeah where at the very when you beat the game it actually does a very similar thing it tells this whole story about how this um las plagas, las gets plagas. started it's really cool and i it reminded me a lot of that so i don't know save was, me leon oh poor ashley that, that's a game i won't lie we ought to do a, a an actual episode on horror games because there's a points in that game when i was playing with amy mm-hmm. we jumped yeah that's a good one there's some good jump scares in that, that. and like the first couple of silent hills very good good effective horror mm-hmm. much like what we saw in here just in terms of creating the atmosphere setting yeah. up the characters yeah. setting up the story and then just letting it all fall where and it in right in its place and it, it falls exactly where it needs to mm-hmm. um there's just so many good things i liked about this film and like i said i've heard good word of mouth on it and you're the one that actually initially showed me the trailer yeah and it wasn't too long ago and i'm like again well it's like i know why i don't know this stuff you know <laughs> it's very easy but it's like i'm glad we had a chance to see it yeah. because again, this is one of those that I would, I would have just faked my way through it. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen, you know, we're still here. I actually, even the font they use that opening scene, mm-hmm. I thought was very cool. It just sets a weird tone and it then re- boom, you know, like, and they've oh. got that great. It's just the red coloring. It looks like, an older movie. Yeah, exactly. Even just based on the font. You can and see, the like, title the little screen. bottom that says, like, Technicolor, and the little copyright on the bottom of it. It just. Now, I'm, I'm curious. I'm wondering if that was the aesthetic they were going for. It had to have been. Because, again, this. Because it was set in the 70s. It had a 70s, like, nostalgic feel, mm-hmm. kind of 70s issue font. I think they knew exactly what they wanted no to do. No really young people in the film? No. Even the, only the youngest young... people were, like, in their 20s. Yeah. So. I mean, so it was, it was made for a movie for people that aren't necessarily going. And nothing against that. No. There is the audience for it. Mm-hmm. And there's the, there's the, you know, the artist for it. But they weren't going for that audience. They were going for like people who have grown up with yes. Amityville with the poltergeist like you know let's give you a little something you Absolutely. know it's like yeah well, it just it played it like a great just homage hybrid of all yeah, of those definitely just, yeah a very hybrid yeah and he's just taking from the buffet of them and just adding to the which I like and mm-hmm. that can go wrong yeah that's a pretty hard balance to kit but to hit for he the most did part. it right because you could so. like you could overeat on general Tsao and had not tried the beef and broccoli but if you can just a little bit of everything the, the best parts right it's all yeah. about the balance man yeah, it's all and about balance. i really think the balance has worked it works really well um it's definitely one i highly recommend to go see mm-hmm. and i'm curious then just in terms of if what his future will be just in terms of you know next film mm-hmm. is it going to stay is he going to stay in the horror genre mm-hmm. because i think the one thing i love about horror films and why i've always been drawn to them is it's that one any filmmaker is gonna that's gonna get their start. Odds are they're gonna have to get started in a horror movie because it's yeah. always seen as the lowest of the low. But you get those really good filmmakers that come through and cut Bob their teeth Clark. on there. Oh, God, absolutely! You know John Carpenter, mm-hmm. all of those that started with a horror genre but brought some class to it and yeah. made them real made films. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and that's the thing I kind of like with this guy. So I'm curious to see what he'll go from there. But you know. Great cast, good effects. But even the production house, Dark Sky Films, they've been putting out some really good indie, low-budget, like, unheard of horror. You think they're the ones that are giving all the, the unknowns out yeah, there? The ones that I show so. the potential? Because I know there was another really good horror movie that was at Panic Fest, and it was called um, Dark Was the Night. 
with Kevin Durant. Yeah, from, the monster uh, movie. Yes, they produced that one too. Did and they? That was a good old school horror movie. Well, too. that's what's cool is the fact. That what's good is everyone has an outlet now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is we yeah. are in an age now where everyone has a chance to be heard. Whether it's a podcast, whether you're putting stuff on YouTube, what you have your chance. So it's that's great. But man, that means everyone has mm-hmm. a voice. Yeah. And you just get oversaturated. You got to wade through some shit, though. You really you know? do. And so I'm glad, though, that there are these production companies uh-huh. out there like that that will actually give the ones that are kind of making their way to the top, you know, <laughs> suffering themselves from, you know, the chaff, if you will. Nightmare Drunkhead went through 35,000 miles of bullshit and came out the other side clean. That's what you do when you're a horror fan, man. You <laughs> yeah. go out there and you, you, there's the good stuff. Mm. There's the so bad it's good uh mm-hmm. you know as long as they're not my my thing is sincerity yeah if a filmmaker is sincere regardless yeah, of what they're shows. doing it does absolutely if they put the love the sweat the tears everything in it and this movie written directed and you know yeah. this guy was like this is my story i want to tell absolutely yeah. oh well you know that's you know they're babies if you will and you you, you want to take care of your baby mm-hmm. so yeah i'm just i'm really happy to finally get able to number one i can say i have actually seen it now which is good so i can stop lying my way through the horror <laughs> parties and stuff and the other one is is just you know pr- uh, supporting you know these young new yeah. filmmakers that are coming out which is I haven't I wasn't until I met you my friend that <laughs> I actually really started seeking out some newer stuff cuz you were suggesting it to me yeah. I was just in my little comfortable cocoon you know and wasn't exploring so I'm glad I've got that gateway now yeah. and you are kind of that gateway for that and it's cool that like I can show you these movies that I want to see too and it shows the people who are making the movies that there are still people who want that an good old fashioned like some good horror and not just either Hollywood direct or just like hey I got a camera yeah. you know <laughs> but some because it seems like there wasn't like in a lot of the recent horror movies that Hollywood put out. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of like love in it. No, and I mean, and they're they're studio films, right? You know, and well, that's what's amazing is just back in the eighties, you know, just in terms of the, the the style that he was really going for here is a lot of the the iconic ones, the Freddies, the Jasons. They were all studio yeah, films, Paramount, yeah, which is New a, incredible City, yeah. to think about that now the stuff that we get and maybe I don't know maybe if it's just we're not the right age for it in terms of the the, the audience they're tapping into mm-hmm. but good horror is good horror yeah and it'll speak to you on every level like these are the films that I really hope that some of the younger you know horror fans out there will look at seek out yeah because yeah. it's just because it's slow initially doesn't mean there's a good payoff yeah or just because you know you're not getting gore immediately doesn't mean you know you're, you you shouldn't be invested in the characters mm-hmm. so that's why i like the guys the auteurs out there that did the horror films but made them like you said theirs and just just you're like yeah that's a good filmmaking yeah and you i'm know? a big fan of this like you said the slow burn because you get inve- if it invests you, the payoff is that much better. It's sweet because there's a lot of horror movies that have like a big first act and then the rest just flounders. It's like their best idea was at the beginning and then it's just like, yeah, and you lose it, you lose yeah. it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but something like this where it builds the tension and it just brings out and shifts gears and just just goes off the rail. You think it's going to go left and it just turns upside down. And it's you know? ju- and it's such a <laughs> lovely combination. This I think would be curious to watch with some non horror fans mm-hmm. that aren't going to be necessarily. Uh, you know, ready for that kind of a tonal shift. Yeah, but because the first the haunted the haunted house aspect was spooky, and there were some really great night. Like you know, when we talked about the nightmare, just that imagery of just the kind of the black outline with mm-hmm, the eyes. The there eyes. were some really good shots. Yeah, Carpenter esque when you would like pan and you'd see him in the background, mm-hmm. and then just some really weird, creepy running 
with the camera. Just some good old-fashioned camera tricks. Yeah. But just adds to it. <laughs> it, it was just, really good. It really, yeah. It's, yeah. It worked so well. Um, I was even getting kind of a, initially like, a, in terms of the slow burn, but a Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Kind of just. Kind of like, especially with the weird townspeople. Yes. You're like, <laughs> yeah, it's. And there's a, there's even a great scene when uh, um, Larry's just like, man, you lived in a fucked, fucked up, up town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally, they walk into a restaurant and just everyone stares at them. Everything stops. Yeah, like and Large I'm, Marge. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in a horrid Large Marge way. It very much so. <laughs> it's just that you are an outsider. You are not welcome. And mm-hmm. just even imagining that in real life, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Just because you puts that in you in the unknown. <laughs> I know. It's always terrifying when you go in someplace brand new and then oh. you're like, everybody's looking at you like, oh, like, oh shit, I shouldn't have worn this Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> shirt here. So I'm not putting my best foot forward. This is the church, sir. Uh, <laughs> so, so sorry. Yeah, got some communion wafers. Fine for the road. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, I was always glad I was uh, raised a Catholic because I knew if ultimately if vampires or anything like that attacked me, I had my surplus. I could go to my church. I was an altar boy, so I was doing my time where, yeah. you know, I just lift the thing up, you know, put a little holy water in there, give them the little heads up. I was good, man. I had my bases covered <laughs> to the point. This is embarrassing to admit, uh, but I found some of my dad's bullets for his guns uh-huh. and I found some silver paint. And so I dipped them in there. Because you never know. Werewolves, man. You Werewolves. Never know. Now, it would have been interesting to see me. Of course, I would have been the one, the fool that died in the horror <laughs> film. He's like, I've got a silver bullet. And then he looks at me annoyed and like splits Rawr. me in two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that never happened, I guess. You know, I should count my lucky stars that <laughs> yeah. that hasn't existed. That has We're going werewolf hunting. I'm ready. I got this. If I ever go up real world funny, I am bringing out the peacemaker, though. (laughs) You can guarantee it. I will have the peacemaker there. That's that's another. They're making lemonade in your pants. That's that's actually a a werewolf feature uh, that we'll have to do. That's another thing. Um, On Netflix, they just put out a lot of good material. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have noticed a lot of other new horror films. But one of them is um, a werewolf movie called Late Phases. I heard that's good. And you know who wrote and is in that movie is the guy who did Mulberry Street. Really? Yeah. Which you've heard here on Nightmare Junkhead on CNC. And he also did uh, Stakeland, which was a good vampire movie. I still haven't seen that one. I've. It's good. Is it good? And and it's got Danielle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm starting to come around yeah. on that. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, multiple yeah. viewings of Hatchet and then the uh, Rob Zombie behind <laughs> the features on his Halloween. Like, ho- say what you will about Halloween, the Rob Zombie version, but his behind the scene, his documentary, like the four hour long one, is mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's. I love those. I love those making of. Things, there is man. nothing left unturned when he does his. Really? I mean, the first time I saw those were um, on uh, The Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. Uh, his whole behind. And I mean, they go into pre- they pre-production, production, post-production, minute details that only people like us can enjoy. Yeah. But there's this great scene when Daniel Harris and him are talking, and she's looking at the mask, and she's like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen one of those in ages." He's like, "Yeah, I was trying to go for the feel of the original." She's like, "Yeah, ours had a like." black things in the eyes and just that little anecdotal yeah. story between them i was like that's gold that's so cool <laughs> sweet. because you know he you know he you know he cast her precisely because she was in those you know mm-hmm. those those other halloween mo- those that trilogy quadrilogy however you want to put it there you know it starts yeah. with four the, the uh, arc they are <laughs> oh yeah that's just i i'm i'm halloween one halloween three that's all i need yeah you yeah. don't like halloween two 
It's okay. It's okay. It just, mm-hmm. I think they tried to ape too much of like Friday the 13th with that, you know, adding a little bit more of the gore and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just took me too much out of the Halloween, but really? I'll still watch it. I liked it. It's it's freaky hospitals, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And then boom, 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 boom. And even the the intro this time with the uh, the pumpkin separating mm-hmm. scene in the skull, that haunted my nightmares for <laughs> ages. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. That was that was a terrifying scene. Just like, ding, 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 ding. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. The other day. Hey, um, and we uh, just did a podcast recently called, we did a segment called What's the Score, where we listened to the soundtrack, where we did Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Well, not too long after that, I've got the uh, Halloween uh, score on vinyl, but I never listened to it because it freaks me out, <laughs> right. which is why yeah. did I buy it in the first place, <laughs> if it scares me? But I was like, you know what, I want to listen to it because you know what, it's, it's so well made and it's mm-hmm. good and I just want to listen to the structure. And so I'm playing some video games and I got it on the background. And I'm good. I'm feeling good. It's like, I'm not scared. I, I kind of just like, oh, it's so good, you know. And out of the corner of my eye, as if a flickering demoness appears, here comes Amy doing this, like, walk towards me. I was like, okay, I'm done. And immediately turned the music off. I was like, okay, that's ruined. Felt so, I was just so mad. Uh, boom, yeah, boom, it, boom. God damn it. Yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. I um, almost conquered my fears. And I was, I was grooving I on it, man. I was him. like, oh, yeah, man. I can, I know why he's doing that. And it just worked. I, I was able to separate the, the frightening and horror of it. I was like, oh, now I can see why, you, yeah. why it works so well. Yeah, never again. Never again. <laughs> uh, well, we'll probably never do that uh, for what's the score because, you know, I'm just going to be constantly looking over my shoulder, you know? It's like, yo, Greg, just swap. We're going we're gonna to switch sides on the button. <laughs> On that one, <laughs> I always you know pod with my back to the corner. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, we've actually we're gonna have a few more. Uh, what's the scores coming up? Because that was was a lot of fun. That to was do. a lot of fun. And there's a lot of good scores coming mm-hmm. out. This I will say the score for this one, it was decent, but it wasn't anything memorable. It was I don't know. Here's the thing. It was atmospheric. It was, but I and I don't know if it was because we had uh, rented this off video on demand, and the sound the 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 mix the sound mix was a little rough. And I don't know what it was. It was just like the 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 the, uh, the voices were really upfront, mm-hmm. and it was almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, and it could have been just because we rented it, obviously. But it was it was the uh, the sound. I I dug it, but it didn't wasn't for me memorable. There wasn't it wasn't memorable music, but it was enough music to set the tone. Correctly. Oh yeah, no, com- you know, it wasn't like bum bum bum. It wasn't. It, it wasn't Carpenter. Right. I mean, it wasn't like iconic, but it wasn't like. Well, you think about um, some of the newer horror and even um, Starry Eyes, which is actually mm-hmm. the first episode we ever did. Nightmare Junkhead. That's did, right. I've seen that. That that soundtrack, that score was very. And we even said it was Carpenter esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, we have an affinity for that. But if they can tap into that. Even just like a Jerry Goldsmith or uh-huh. um, trying to think of uh, who've done some of the other, uh, even like a Wendy Carlos, you know, with The Shining, just tap into that specific, just the that aural presence, if you mm-hmm. will, that just just ties the scenes together. Yeah. And this one, it was definitely good, but it just wasn't, it wasn't memorable for me. If they release this on Vine, I'm probably not going to get it. There was a couple of creepy, weird songs in it, though. Like you know, when they would on the radio on and everything. The radio. Yes. That was weird. I'm like, what the? Fuck? That was not AM Gold, man. There no. Was no sister Golden Hair in that one. <laughs> Made love in my shiver van, and that's all right with me. And just <laughs> it was, it was definitely some light something or other. But it was, it was weird. <laughs> oh no, a bunch of people are getting killed. God on the country, I'm gonna Is that freedom rock, man? Yeah. We'll turn Turn it up, man. Going south. <laughs> the ghosts are coming out in here. Turn it up. 
that would be its own horror right there actually you know i'm surprised they haven't and i don't maybe it's because of respect but they haven't done like a um zombie leonard skinnerd movie you know where they <laughs> where they come back you know do the revival tour oh god they have to take the souls of so many roadies and groupies you know to actually birth back into their their mortal coil uh, i think they do and it's called a rob zombie concert it's a <laughs> I will say that my man can give a show. He will. He gives you your money's worth, you know, in terms of performance. Yeah, I actually remember getting into White Zombie initially, and this was probably back in like '91 or '92 uh, with Los Sisto, mm-hmm. Devil Music Volume One, mm-hmm. and it was kind of one of those transitions. Where I was like, yeah, it's a little more groovier than my thrash, but I kind of like it. I actually listened to um, uh, Black Sunshine the other day. Oh yeah, that's a pretty. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. But we've gone way off topic here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, we are still here. Um, definitely seek it out. Yeah, check it, it out. It's it's worth it. It's a it's, lot of fun. It's 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 well worth the the ride. Mm-hmm. That slow just going up the going up the uh, roller coaster. And like you said, I'm curious to see what like non-horror aficionados yeah. would like. And <laughs> probably run out the room halfway during the haunted house thinks things goes that was an effective haunted house. It was house legitimately thing. scary, but then when the turn happens when the little the little couple dies and mm-hmm. she's you think she's getting away. Yeah, cuz I'm like she made the right fucking move cuz I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Cuz like, she was she, like she's out. She's looking for the key. She's like I'm out. And she tears out and you're like okay, she got away. And then she's going to like run into him and cuz but nope, 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 nope. Come up in regardless. Surprise! Yeah, no. It's... Yeah, it was it was quite gruesome. Good no. gore, well uh, well directed, well acted. You get mm-hmm. uh, genre favorite Barbara Crampton. I mean, just and good Lisa stuff. Lisa Marie. Yeah, what a nice little turn for her. Because like, I think bef- like, I haven't seen her in much stuff except like Tim Burton movies. Exactly. And like, I think her biggest part so far was like what she did in Ed Wood, and um, she's the one that got made out with by Christopher Walken. In, uh, oh, Sleepy in Sleeping Hollow, Hollow yeah. yes. No, 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 no. That was the other. She oh, was no, the yeah. mom. She was no. She was in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, she, she was, was the mom. She was of Johnny Depp's mom. Yeah, she's the, the one witch. with nature. Uh-huh. Which I guess kind of you know ties. That's her. That's her. her she's still trope a, that she did. She's still a treat. Yeah, though, she dude. Is. She's still real. She's pretty. very unique. Yeah, she's just like angular uniquely pretty yeah a little famka jansen thing going on Ooh, there it is yeah. there it is yeah. well definitely seek it out guys it's on video on demand it's rent it stuff. buy it's, it it's worth it. it it really is um but we'll, we'll be coming back soon actually with a little genius was uh doing a little on the uh, some cub reporting if you will <laughs> yeah. on the spot in the midst of a crazy storm but we've got some good stuff coming from you as always all um my man hey it's fun on the bun dude. absolutely man my name is greg d and jimmy's mcgee and we will see you in your dreams